So one thing that I seen early on in my career was how entitled people would feel to other people's assets. Um, so you see it, you probably hear it all the time, right? Where families are fighting over who gets this, who gets that, where's what's going to happen to the property, what's going to happen to the money. And um, that was something that I we would see way too often. And I, I, I established the theory that a funeral does one of two things. It either brings a family together or it tears them apart. There's no middle, right? So it's, you would think it'd be surprising to see the, how low people can go when it comes to greed, but man, I've dealt with some crazy situations. One, which is kind of comical is a, a story of a family that I, I helped. And, um, so here in our state, you need to have a power of attorney for healthcare, right? In order to be considered the main person to make arrangements if you're not the direct next of kin, right? So somebody has a husband, but somebody comes in with the power of attorney for healthcare, they would have the rights, not the husband. Um, or let's say there's five kids and but one of them has that power of attorney for healthcare, that one is in charge. That's just how it is, right? There could be a first agent, a second agent, first agent is the head honcho. So there was one family, uh, an older woman passed away. She had seven children, a beautiful family, very, very uh, successful careers. I think she had, I think three of her children were lawyers, two were doctors, and the other two were just the heads of these huge corporations, right? So I mean, you think, gosh, how amazing this family, you know, it's every, probably every parent's dream to see your, your kids do well in life. So, you know, she got to see a lot of her children succeed. So, um, in this case, the family had a power of attorney for healthcare and it was the eldest daughter. So she came in, uh, they kept it very simple. Uh, it was a traditional Mormon service. So with the traditional Mormon service, uh, we would arrange everything to be held at the church and we would arrive a little early, set up for a family viewing. And then after the family viewing, we go into the, uh, the chapel that they have there at the church and they would have a ceremony there followed by burial. So I remember her telling me up front, you know, you know, my, my, my uh, siblings are just at each other's neck right now. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen with the money. My mom already has a will, everything's written in stone, but in case they call here trying to get their hands on death certificates or um, any information, just please don't release anything. And, and I, I assured her, you know, we, we can't release anything to anyone besides you. You are the power of attorney for healthcare you are a main point of contact. So you would think, you know, that's pretty clear, no problem. Well, I think between our arrangement conference, it was about an hour long, we received about three phone calls from three of her siblings, all different ones, wondering when they can get a death certificate. So when somebody passes away, you have really don't have access to anything of their finances, insurances, estates, properties. You don't have access to anything unless you have death certificates, right? So a lot of the time, that was what people always try to get their hands on. So within that first day of meeting this woman, helping her arrange for her mom's services, we already dealt with three phone calls from her siblings. So day of service comes along 
and I remember standing there and one of the sons approaches me. Oh yes, here's my card. Please call me when the death certificates are in. I'm gonna need those right away and only I should receive them. So I just, you know, thank you, sir. Thank you for your information. I do have your sister as the point of contact that will be, no, 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 no. You need to call me. I'm the attorney. I take care of everything. And so I just nodded my head. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So then I, I didn't want to bug her because I figured, you know, she's at her mom's service. Like, I am not going to come to her right now with this information. So I thought that was it. Said and done. Okay, sir. Yeah, sure, sure. So before you know it, another sibling comes over. Hi. Yeah, um, I need you to call me when the death certificates are in. And I, I said the same thing. So throughout the whole time we're there for the mom's service, I think four out of the seven siblings approached me privately, trying to get me to make sure I release the death certificates to them. So at this point, I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, I can't imagine what goes on outside of, <laughs> of, of this equation, right? So I see a family for a small window of, of time. I, they deal with so much more outside of, of the walls of the funeral home and, and the ceremonies taking place for their loved one. So uh, the day comes, the death certificates come in. So we call the power of attorney. I let her know they're here and she comes to pick them up. So I shared with her, you know, I just want you to know, you know, the day of the service, four of your siblings had approached me and she laughed and she said, I knew it. I knew it. You know, she goes, they've been at each other's neck. She goes, well, I'm going to share with you what my mom had put in her will. So I, I thought, okay. So I pulled up a chair we sat down and we were just both kind of laughing about it. And she said, you know, my parents, they both built a good fortune for themselves, you know, and what they were able to do was pay for all of our education. So the two parents have put every single one of their children through college and they all have successful careers, like I mentioned earlier. And the grandmother had established a college fund for every single grandchild. And what she was going to do with the rest of the money was donated to the Clef Lip Foundation. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen that organization, but they do, a, it's a beautiful cause. You know, there's children that are born with cleft lip. And she told me, she goes, it is a beautiful cause. My mom felt deeply about it. She donated all the time, but she knew how greedy my siblings were gonna be. So she said, these children are more deserving of the money that I'm gonna leave behind because all my children have successful careers and have made it in life and they need to learn to not be greedy and to establish their own fortune. So hats off to her, I, I loved it. I thought, good for her. You know, as she was old in age, but even in her old age, she's seen right through the greed and knew what was gonna come, you know, with her, with her passing. So. Anyway, Cleflet Foundation is where her fortune went to.